Hey guys, just a little warning. Uh, I lost the footage uh, from my main camera uh, while we were shooting. So the footage you see of me is straight off the Skype call. Um, so just wanted to warn you, it doesn't look great, but it's still a really fun episode. Uh, and I think y'all will enjoy it. Mark is uh, was fantastic, so uh, y'all enjoy. What is going on everybody? Welcome to Kessel Run Radio, the fastest Star Wars show in the galaxy. My name is Noah Outlaw, I'm your host as always. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Kessel Run Radio. We got a great show lined up for you today. Um, Star Wars fans, we uh, we ate good this past weekend. We had a ton of news come out at D23. Uh, got Rise of Skywalker stuff, uh, Mandalorian trailer, Cassie and Andor news, uh, Disney hotels, uh, all a bunch of stuff that we're going to get into today in this episode. Uh, and my guest today, uh, one of my favorite people in this entire space. He, he's, he's fantastic. You know him from Collider Video, Rule of Two, Collider Jedi Council, Movie Trivia, Schmodown, Collider Live, all those great shows. If you watch any Collider video, you'll probably see this guy's face. Mark Riley, what's up, man? Hey, how are you doing, Noah? Good to be here, and my God, you said it. We got fed. We got <laughs> fed all weekend. My we God, I can't believe it. So finally, we can talk Star Wars. I'm, I'm glad to be here for this, uh, this renaissance of news lately. Absolutely, man. I'm super excited to get into this because it had been, we were on a dry spell. It was kind of slow. Yeah. And, um, and then, but you know, it was just the calm before the storm and it, it, it went crazy. But, um, all right, well, let's just jump into this. So, uh, the rise of Skywalker, uh, at D23 really left its mark. And it was on Saturday at D23, and the people there got to see the footage that day. Um, but then they released it this morning. Uh, on Good Morning America. So we all got to see it. We all got to see this. In the, in the footage is crazy. Um, so, Mark, you've seen the footage, obviously. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, are, what, what are your thoughts, and what, maybe what was your favorite part? Oh, boy. Thoughts? There's so many. Uh, I, I, I wonder how we're getting the Emperor. He sounds pretty, uh, he, he sounds pretty tangible. He sounds pretty yeah. much right in the room. And I think yeah. I share the Internet's um, fascination excitement for dark ray who is dark ray that's my, that was my favorite part i'm sorry yeah. it was awesome i'm gonna geek the hell out that yeah. was awesome i have so many theories centered around that and the looks that we got just look it looks beautiful i can't wait for this movie yeah that's one thing that really stood out to me and that's one thing kind of with all these disney era star wars movies you know some people may not like the last jedi or solo or whatever or, the, or even the force awakens which i don't understand how you don't like the force sure. awakens but there, you cannot argue. You cannot say these movies aren't all beautiful, and the Rise of Skywalker is no exception. It, 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 the footage looked amazing, and the Dark Ray is obviously, you know, it's what they ended on. It's what we're all talking about. Um, personally, my theory is that that's probably like a Luke on Dagobah situation. Palpatine was probably messing with her head at some point, and and uh, and and she sees this dark version of herself and kind of. Uh, to scare her, or, or, or you know, who knows what Palpatine's up to? But I, I think Palpatine's probably behind that, putting that in her head. Um, is that kind of what you're thinking as well? Or you got a different theory? I, I have a different theory. Um, I like that idea. I like Star Wars works in echoes. I say it all the time on Rule of Two, and I can see it being an echo of the cave scene in on Dagobah with Luke, uh, essentially fighting Vader and then realizing, well, the dark side's in me, and uh, I, I, I could end up like this. I could see this being a similar situation. I'm going clone. I think she's oh. a clone. I think Ray, I think in general, and I'm going crazy and I'm going, I'm embracing the sci-fi element that George Lucas set up when Obi-Wan said, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. 
you can clone. And I think that yeah. Ray might be a clone. And we talked about this on Collider Live. Uh, Christian Harloff and I share a very similar theory. And that's J.J. Abrams wanted to start Force Awakens with Luke's hand floating in space holding the lightsaber. Right. Maz Kanata says, that's a story for another time. Ray touches that lightsaber, has all these Force visions. She's connected somehow to that lightsaber. But what if it's not the lightsaber? It's that... Emperor Palpatine has been trying to do a little Petri dish kind of er experiment, cloning, grabbing different pieces of different Sith warriors, different Jedi masters and whatnot. And Rey maybe might have a little Anakin, might have a little Luke, might have a little Sidious, might have a little Darth Maul. Who knows what we, but I think she might be an actual clone and that's what those Sith troopers are guarding. And that clone is not necessarily a misdirect, but might just be the reveal we're looking for with Ray's parentage. Right. See, I, I haven't I actually haven't heard that at all, actually. And, and I, I like really? that a lot. Okay. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I've been working all day, so I've been in my head. I'm like, no, it's just a, it's just a it's just a vision Palpatine put in her head. But I like that a lot. I really yeah. do. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, it, and it would definitely put an end to who are Ray's parents. Um, and, and it also would explain why she's so powerful. Like, I, I think the people who say, like, like, get mad about how she's so powerful so quickly, um, I yeah. think they get a little too angry sometimes about, like, how is she so powerful? It's like, it's like, look, you know, in Star Wars, Jedi just kind of caught on pretty quick. Luke caught on pretty quick. He blew right. up the Death Star after, like, a day of knowing what the Force was. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, and and so, these, are, these are movies, and, and they, they're, they're meant to have mythological archetypes. Yeah. heroes the hero's journey and i i never have subscribed to that but um i'll also say i think uh episode eight the last jedi set it up with ray's vision in the cave there were a lot of her in that mirror yeah i think that represents the clone element to this you know i think i think you might be right i think i think there's you know my theory and your theory are both very possible and i think your oh, theory yeah. is a little more uh is a little i don't want to say far-fetched because it's not but i'm saying it's more interesting it would be a bigger like whoa than just like oh it's just a vision um, yeah but i think and, but, i i think this i think it could go the vision route as well i think that is just as likely um in fact it might be more likely because the clone element is a very sci-fi thing and um although it is canon so to speak in star wars whether or not they actually double down and go with that 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 remains yeah. to be seen yeah and and also um you know, you mentioned how they set it up in The Last Jedi for sure. And I just think uh, it would be so dope if there was like maybe Kylo and Rey team up to fight this dark Rey. And she's just badass, powerful as hell. Like Back you said, she might have some Anakin and Sidious and who like all these all these powerful force users like mixed together inside of her. And like that would be that'd be a strong <laughs> force user right there. So uh, yeah, I think, it would. Yeah, I think. I, I now I hope that's true. I hope that's what happens. <laughs> hey, I was totally fine with it being like, oh yeah, no, it's division. But now I, I'm hoping that's the case. Um, I want to talk to you about Palpatine a little bit because we we sure. talked about this a little bit. Um, what do you think? What, what's your theory on that? Like, how do you think he's coming back into play in this film? Um, it, that's a good question. I I I was asked on Rule of Two, and I I can't really speculate right now. And I like that. I like yeah. the idea of like, what are we doing? How can the emperor come back? And it's a very delicate situation because you don't want to kind of. Um, I've seen this kind of discourse online about well, everything you know, it kind of takes away 
what happened in Return of the Jedi with Luke kind of yeah. bringing balance to the Force and killing the Sith once and for all. But you got to also think about the Force in general. The Jedi have figured out how to become Force ghosts. What's the dark side version of that? Is the Emperor haunting the remains of the Death Star? And yeah. that's the Sith version of Force ghost. Is that right. he is a spirit, maybe not corporal yet, but more voice. Can he travel light years? Can he travel across the galaxy and infect the mind of Kylo Ren? Infect the mind of a lackey in Snoke? Right. Is that the way he's going to come back? I've even seen that he possesses the helmet of Darth Vader. And that that was something, um, I believe, in canon materials of comics. Um, uh, if some of the sweaties out there could probably know that more than me. But right. I like the idea of the Emperor being, um, you know, still kind of out there somehow infecting the minds, if it's a ghost or not. I also always bring up Dark Empire, that great comic book run back in, back in the day. Uh, Dark Horse did it. The Emperor cloned himself and would force jump into the body. And I think that could work out. There's rumors of yeah. who the hell is Matt Smith playing? Right. Could he play a cloned Emperor so the young body comes out and the Emperor jumps in there? That would be, that would be cherry picking from um, uh, Legends material, but they've done that before. Yeah, they've done that. I was about to say they, they've done that before, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. And uh, Matt Smith is 100% in this movie. No yeah. matter whoever says, you know, I think JJ said he wasn't, and Matt Smith also said that he wasn't. He's in the film 100%. Uh, and sure. I do think that is probably the most likely case that he is like a clone of a young Palpatine, or maybe just a, maybe he's um, one of the Knights of Ren, maybe, and, yeah. and, and Palpatine might jump into their body, jump into his body at some point. Kind of sure. makes me think, though, because we do hear Palpatine talk, right? And so if he jumps into the body of a young person, would he still sound like the emperor or he just would he just be like, hey, what's up? Uh, I'm yeah. Gonna kill you, you know, yeah. Um, so that, that, that's weird. Right. So maybe his spirit talks to them and then he gets it to the body of Matt Smith or whoever. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that might just be the case. I think he is. Uh, they're going to pull from legends a little bit. And like you said, they've done that. So it's not really much of a surprise. Um, sure. But no matter what, I'm just I'm really happy that the emperor is back in the Rise of Skywalker. I. I think that having him really be the big baddie of the entire Skywalker saga uh, w is perfect. I think that, you know, and, and do people do say that it takes away from Vader's redemption uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi? Um, but I don't think it does because he still did the act of killing the Emperor or trying yeah. to kill the Emperor. And yeah. he did put him away for a solid 35 years. So at least they right. got a little bit of a break. Um, but <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm happy he's in it, and uh, I just can't wait to to see uh, what he does. And, he, and Ian McDermott being back is fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree with you across the board, including you're right on the money. I said, what is what is the thing that would unite the saga, and that is she Palpatine. He was yeah. the puppet master in the prequels. He was Vader's, you know, he was holding Vader's leash, one of the big bads in the original trilogy. And now, if he's been essentially puppet mastering again with some of these people like Snoke and the First Order, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's all about execution. I'm excited, though. This yeah. looks great. It looks beautiful. I love the idea of not knowing exactly why the Emperor is there. Let's hope that uh, they make him worth it and that the fans and the and critics all across the board love the idea. Yeah, and, and you know, I trust J.J. Abrams. Uh, you know, I think, I think that if, yeah, if anybody was going to bring Palpatine back and really have to make it a, you know, worthwhile and really do it right. I think JJ's the best guy to do it. 
You know, yeah. if, if Colin Trevorrow was still directing this movie, I would be like, uh, I'd be a little more nervous because Colin Trevorrow is a, you know, he's a, he's a fine director, but I don't think he's at the point where he is, is ready to direct a Star Wars movie, especially the culmination of the Skywalker saga. So right. I'm so happy JJ's back in the director's chair for this one. Uh, Mark, any closing thoughts about The Rise of Skywalker before we move on? Oh, Dark Ray! Dark yeah. Ray! Yes. I'm sorry, I'm geeking out with with everybody on this one. I love it. Uh, I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, me neither. Only uh, about four months, I think, right? It's uh, almost yeah. September, so we're yeah. getting there. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Rise of Skywalker, can't wait, but we're going to move on. We got no, we got more other footage for another Star Wars property this past weekend, which is just crazy. The Mandalorian, we got the first uh, official trailer. If you were at Star Wars Celebration like me, and I believe Mark was, yeah, uh, we 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 got to see some. Were you were you at the Mandalorian panel? Yep, I was there. Yep, I saw so, the early footage. Yep. Yeah, so we got to, we've we've kind of been we've we've had the feel of the Mandalorian for a while since April, but finally everyone gets to see this footage. I mean, I feel like most people probably saw the leaked footage anyway. But, right, right. You know, we got this really get an official good look at the Mandalorian. Everyone did. And um, Mark, what did you think of the trailer? And are you more like like? What is your excitement level for The Mandalorian? Oh, man. I, I can't believe that not only are we getting The Mandalorian on November 12th and the fact that it's going to be a weekly thing. So we're not going to just get it and binge yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to bleed right into The Last Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So, Or, sorry, Rise of Skywalker. So <laughs> we are getting – it's an embarrassment of riches for Star yeah. Wars that a lot of people said – Nope, Star Wars is going to go away because Solo flopped and all these different things. Well, we're taking the year and a half break. I can't wait for Ma- The Mandalorian. And it's the very first shot of this trailer that did it for me. Stormtroopers, heads on spikes. Yeah. It, just, it just painted, you're like, this is the flagship show for the Disney streaming service? Yeah. It's that we are getting a Western in space. We are getting it adult-themed, very dark, very gritty, the th- all the things that We've been saying for years as Star Wars fans is that we, we would love some more adult fare in our Star Wars universe. We kind of got that with Rogue One. We absolutely got that with Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So this just did it for me. The look of it, the sound, that music that they did. I, I, I want to find out who did the score for this. The fact that we have you know, IG-11, who I thought was IG-88 at one point, but we're getting these I, uh, like iconic images mm-hmm. of this Mandalorian and this and this droid that we that we got to know in Empire Strikes Back and then you, you add in that the, the Empire is done it's after Return of the Jedi it's a lot of story points that we wanted to know have answered after when we when we thought Disney was going to you know do episode 7 how close was it to Return of the Jedi this is the galaxy that's been interesting to me it's like what happens when the empire falls Right. Well, John Favreau says chaos reigns in the galaxy, mm-hmm. and you see it in this trailer. I'm over the moon excited for this. Rise of Skywalker is probably my most anticipated, but like very close second is Mandalorian. Yeah, see, I- I'm right there with you. I loved the trailer, and the same thing. Like I, I in my reaction video, that if you, uh, if anybody wants to go see, it's on this channel right now. Uh, the first thing I say when I see that shot, I went, "Oh shit, that's dark." Like yeah. you're going there. Yeah, like the, like you said, this is Disney's like flagship, uh, really the flagship series for Disney Plus, and they're just they got heads on on pikes. They yeah. got people getting chopped in half indoors. Like yeah. like they're going at it, and I love it. I yeah. love that they're doing that. That's so, and it just and you're right. It feels so Star Warsy. Like mm-hmm. just just even seeing that, even though it is IG11 and it's not IG88, seeing that droid, uh, that kind of droid 
uh, just walking around with the Mandalorian. Like that shot when the, 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 I think the door comes down and it's just them two standing and they walk through the door uh, with the Mandalorian and the IG-11 droid. Like that shot was just felt so Star Warsy to me. It gave me like Jabba's yeah. Palace vibes. Like you yeah, know, like well, absolutely. You know, big door open, opening up, and 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 I just I just love this trailer. And I'm with you. I really, I mean, the Rise of Skywalker, especially after the footage that we got this past weekend, or or really today, um, the footage, especially after that, I'm most excited for Rise of Skywalker. But right underneath it's the Mandalorian, and I do yeah. love the fact that. Um, they're they're releasing it every week and not just yeah. releasing it all at once. Which I'd have been happy with both if they would have said they're releasing it all at once. I'd have been like, okay, cool. I'm gonna take the day off work and uh, I'm gonna just binge. stay up and, and and binge the entire show. And then, it, it, but I'm happy that it's gonna like you said bleed into the rise of Skywalker. And then also we have Jedi Fallen Order. The video game comes out in November okay. as well. Uh, and then Clone Wars uh, season seven in February. Like we have so much Star Wars coming up, and I couldn't yeah. be more excited. Um, anything else on the Mandalorian trailer? Like, uh, anything else? Oh man. Uh, it, it looks great. I can't wait to see. I, I believe, uh, Taika Waititi is also playing that IG 11 droid. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see that, that, that alone, Taika Waititi doing that droid. I'm excited for everything. I just, I can't believe we're getting a star Wars live action series. And yeah. for one to look this good, my God, uh, this could very well end up to be, one of those situations where I like the Mandalorian a lot more than Rise of Skywalker. Who yeah. knows? That, that That's how good it looks, and I uh, can't wait. Yeah, no, uh, I'm with you, and I can't just cannot wait, and it's an embarrassment of riches of Star Wars coming up. Um, and the Mandalorian, just to wrap it up, just looks fantastic, and I yeah. so, I'm so excited that Jon Favreau is doing this because I think he's amazing, and he's yeah. really a fan, like diehard fan yeah. of the show. Um, and I think... I really think he's going to do something special with the show, and uh, can't wait for Disney Plus. Disney Plus too. Like this is kind of off-topic Star Wars, but Disney Plus it seems like it's just really going to kick ass. Like all the Star Wars movies are going to be on there, uh, all the Marvel shows. It's 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 going to be a lot, and it's going to it's going to Disney Plus is going to do very well. Feel sorry for Netflix. Really. Yeah, they really are, and they're pricing it at a very good price right now. I think yeah. they need to do that right now with all the streaming services out there. But you said it. They're really stacking it. We got the Mandalorian. I know we have Cassie Andor, but we're going to talk about it. Obi-Wan, obviously, but the Marvel stuff looks amazing. It's a great time to be um, you know, a fan in this kind of stuff because uh, not only, I know we're a little off topic with Star Wars, but that Jeff Goldblum series for National mm-hmm. Geographic looks really fun. I mean, yep. they're, they're putting some good content out there that's going to be, uh, we'll see what Netflix does to counter. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what they do. Because uh, yeah. also Netflix is just kind of keeps raising their price, and yeah. six, I think it's six ninety nine for Disney Plus. If or six ninety nine. Yeah, if you just do the stream, I know you can bundle it with like Hulu and oh, ESPN, yeah, that's right. that kind of stuff for more. But I think just the streaming service is six ninety nine, and you're right. Netflix has almost doubled that now, just yeah. for their streaming and whatnot. Yeah. I still love my Netflix, but you know, yeah, oh, yeah. Th- this is the start of the streaming wars. I think it's. A perfect thing that it's Disney to really come out of the gate after Netflix and, and Amazon because begun the streaming wars has and uh, <laughs> it, we'll see how everything writes itself. Yeah, uh, definitely, and uh, can't can't wait for Disney Plus to come out. Can't wait for the Mandalorian. Speaking of Disney Plus, though, we have another show other than the Mandalorian coming out. Cassian Andor he is getting his own show, uh, which when that was announced, I was like, huh, okay, interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I love Cassian and I love K2SO uh, and I love Rogue One. I really loved them in Rogue One. So I was like, that's going to be cool to see more of them. But I was also uh, a little hesitant to, because I was like, really? Uh, they announced that before Kenobi? Like, really? Like, they right. announced all this. Uh, but I love myself a good spy thriller movie or series. And they said that that's basically what Cassian and or the Cassian Andor show is at D23 this weekend. So it's going to be like a spy thriller with Cassian and K2. Uh, Mark, how excited are you for this? I, that, that's the that's the, the show. Like, you're just asking <laughs> how excited you are about Star Wars. And it's yeah, the answers, right? every time the answer is like, uh, yeah, I'm just like super excited. <laughs> Very excited. I think with this, though, I, I hear what you're saying. Am I excited? Absolutely. There are levels of excitement now with some of these shows, some more than others. The thing that got me when, when they announced Cassie and I went probably similar in your thoughts. I'm like, really? Him? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, when you think about it, Rogue One, you know what happens. All right. Yeah. So there's that. We got to get that out of the way. So, but what gets me more excited is thinking about what Cassian did in the beginning of Rogue One where he actually had to shoot one of his own people yeah. to kind of save the mission, save his cover, all these different things. That's what I want to see. And knowing that the Mandalorian is coming out before this, showing Stormtroopers' heads on spikes, it leads me to believe that we might see some of this down-and-dirty stuff, a spy movie, something the American showrunner is doing this um, series. So... If we go into that spy stuff and go really deep and dark and see how, how much subterfuge is used among the rebels and, uh, you know, who are the people in the Empire that might defect over, you know, really get to know the soldiers in this, I think it's something special that we could, uh, we could really be surprised because I think a lot of Star Wars fans are doing the Cassian, huh? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait and see, but I think there is a lot in this that we should get excited about. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and one one theory that I've had about the Cassian Andor show for a while, because you know, uh, you know, like I said, I was kind of like, that's interesting. But I thought it it would be interesting if they kind of use. And I don't think they're doing this, but I think it'd be really cool if they kind of use Cassian as like a uh, like a transport, I guess is the word, like to go across the galaxy and meet up with characters that we that we know and love, right? Like that yeah. are alive during this time period, because you know the the Rebel Alliance is is they're 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 going. They're, they're, they're well on their way uh, to, to what, the way we see them in episode four, uh, most likely whenever we see Cassian in the series. So I think sure. it'd be cool if he was kind of doing missions across the galaxy, doing spy stuff, um, and then maybe he runs into uh, Ahsoka or someone like that, you know what I mean? Like just characters that were like, oh, look, they're, they're there, they're doing okay, this is what they're doing in this time period. That's cool, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe we learn stuff about Maul and Crimson Dawn during this time period. I would um, love that, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that'd be, that would be cool, but I, I, I don't think they're going to do that. But, you know, uh, I'm still very excited for the Cassian Andor show, just not as excited as I am for The Mandalorian. And, and, and also probably because The Mandalorian comes out in like three months. And right. Cassian, we still have a while. So I feel like once I see a trailer for Cassian and the Cassian show and, uh, and, and, and more hype gets built around it, I'll probably be just as excited as I am for The Mandalorian. But yeah. uh, definitely still kind of like, why are we doing Cassian when there's plenty? I would love like an Ahsoka show. Like, give, yeah, like yeah. that would be so cool, right? Uh, I just don't think, I don't think she's well known enough uh, to, reg- to like, like you know, more basic Star Wars fans or basic just fans in general um, of, like these, of like sci-fi. I don't think she's well known enough. Um, and Cassian is pretty much the main character in Rogue One. So people are going to be like, oh, that guy, cool. You know, yeah. and so when they see him on Disney Plus, don't get me wrong, Ahsoka is huge and and and, and lo- beloved by many, 
but really mainly by the the diehard Star Wars fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think once you once you get settled into the streaming service and you start to there's something that happened after the Last Jedi and and Solo. We were we there was a reason why there was no news after Solo for a while. Yeah. And they wanted to kind of just write the ship, I think. I really do. I think they wanted to look around and just see what do we got? What do we need to do? Obi-Wan, I think, was part of that fallout of Solo. We were going to get an Obi-Wan movie, but when Solo didn't really work out for audiences and, and, and box office, they kind of redid things. So I think what you could see happen is that The Mandalorian can just crush it. Rise of Skywalker in theaters can crush it, which it will. I, I think it always was. But when you get people talking about this great series, The Mandalorian, and then you throw Cassie and Andor out there, and it does really well, and you're like, wow, that really works, and you start to have that knowledge that Star Wars is doing different things, Cassie and Andor, all these things, it can become like Guardians of the Galaxy and what Marvel's doing. You have the Marvel logo, Guardians of the Galaxy. It worked. Star mm-hmm. Wars logo, Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka is definitely going to either get a series, live action, and or a movie later down the line. I really do. I think she is that popular, not only with the Star Wars fans, but she'll start to creep out there. You put Star Wars on it, if we have a lot of goodwill behind it with these streaming series, I think people will get behind an Ahsoka live action. And I think it could work to put her, insert her into Cassian as a, here's the introduction of the character, get audiences behind that character to where we've had spinoffs all the time, on these great show, the shows yeah. that we love, so maybe that could be something that works. Definitely, and and you know she she might might show up in Cassie, and I also saw someone last night say, "What if she shows up in the Mandalorian at some point in time?" You know, uh, now, like after Return of the Jedi, and you know Dave Filoni is really a you know big part of that show, basically uh, the co showrunner, and you know I bet you he would be very very happy to put Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. So that's something that could happen. Like, I doubt yeah. it. Um, but I Doubtful think she's for a better, now, but yeah. yeah, I think she has a better chance of showing up in Cassian. Um, yeah. cause she was also doing the fulcrum stuff around that time period too. So right. definitely was involved with the rebellion. So, um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the Cassian show. Um, not much to talk about yet, you know, other than uh, it's going right. to be a spy thriller. Um, and I think Mark is just as excited as I am. I think we're both very excited. Um, but we still got a while. So the hype is definitely going to build over time. Yep. Agreed. All right. Let's uh, move on to this one. Is this is very exciting. This 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 is a big one. Yeah. Finally, we've been hearing about the Kenobi movie, the Kenobi whatever, with you and coming back to do whatever for a long time, really since like 2016. Really, I mean that's kind of whenever we're well, really even when Disney bought Star Wars, we we're like, oh, let's make a Kenobi movie, right? Um, but and then there was like a report a couple years, like back in 2017. Uh, that he was that the Billy it was Billy Elliot is that what it was that what it is yeah yeah the Billy uh, Elliot director was uh, gonna helm a Kenobi movie and you know after Solo I'm pretty sure that got canned uh, the the movie at least and we finally got the announcement though that Ewan is coming back to play Obi Wan in a Disney Plus series I am so excited I you know I think I think I'm in the majority here that ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi is one of the best parts of star wars ever and really the best part of the prequels i love the prequels yeah. um I, i'm a big fan of you know they have their issues but anytime ewan mcgregor as obi-wan is on screen i have a big smile on my face he's so good and seeing him back in this role is going to be fantastic mark what are you thinking about that oh all the all the reasons times 10 that you just gave i've been wanting this yeah you're right when they announced that disney was buying lucasfilm 
there were some reports that came out, possible leaks that we were going to get a, you know, Rogue Ones type movie. Uh, I believe they called it Red Five at one point, mm. um, at least from a report I saw. But Obi-Wan was always there. We always just assumed that was one of the stories that they were going to go to because that had the most fandom behind it being like, what did Obi-Wan do from the end of Revenge of the Sith to the beginning of New Hope? How, why, why did he age so much like that? Like, why, what, yeah. you know, why did Hugh McGregor turn into Alec Guinness, essentially? <laughs> um, you know, because it's harsh on the desert. And then Yoda even gives us a little cliffhanger to that story. Your master, Qui-Gon Jinn, I have much, he has much more to teach you. You know, Obi-Wan learns how to become a force ghost in the time between Revenge of the Sith and this. Then there is the Darth Maul element of rebels that, that, that tied in there. Can that show up in there? This is just the story that I've wanted, and because Ewan McGregor was born for Obi-Wan Kenobi. He loves yeah. it. He's dynamite in the role. This just this is the one. This is yeah. the one that we have wanted, fans have wanted. I love that we're going to spend as much time. We're not getting a two-hour movie anymore. We're going to get however many episodes it is, eight-hour movie, six-hour movie, ten-hour movie. Give me all of it. I am with, with you 100%. I am so excited to, for the story to be told. Uh, and you're right about the Qui-Gon stuff. He was talking to Qui-Gon. Maybe we get Liam Neeson to come back, reprise his role as Qui-Gon or something. I, you know, I think, I, if anything, he's coming back. Yeah, I believe I, they want to go there. I believe it. And it makes sense for the story. And it could even... I mean, Liam Neeson came back for the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know? His voice is in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. He has come back. So yeah. I, w I wouldn't put it past... The, the filmmakers, Lucasfilm, Liam Neeson himself to be back as Force, uh, Force Ghost, Qui-Gon Jinn. I, I'm with you. And I, I, I think that Lucasfilm at this point in time, well, and you know, one thing before Rebels, right? The, the obvious story that could have been told would have been Darth Maul, right? And, and, and Darth yeah. Maul and Kenobi meeting up again. Now we've seen that already. Uh, and, and I loved what they did with it in Rebels. And so um, who knows if, if Maul will show up? I, you know, I, I, I've heard that he has, he will, uh, and I heard that he won't. Won't. So I'm, I'm in the middle on it. Um, okay. But, but um, the thing is, is if they, if he's not in it, I do think that they will want returning characters as many as possible. And Qui Gon would be the main one. I think they will put a, they will bring a Brinks truck to Liam Neeson's house if they yep. need to, with all the money uh, in the world to get him to come back and play Qui Gon in the Kenobi series. And how cool would that be? Seeing Force Ghost Qui Gon and, and Obi Wan just in the desert. Hanging out, yeah. maybe they see Luke. You know, they're they're you know they see Luke and Luke is doing whatever as a little kid. And we're like, oh, that's fucking Luke Skywalker right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it would be so amazing. And I do think they're definitely going to do that. Um, here's a question that I've seen asked: um, Do you think Obi Wan in this series will leave Tatooine at all in the entirety of the show? Yes, I, I believe he will leave. Um, I think that. I think there's a lot of things that Obi-Wan can do, whether it's with the Rebellion. I think that we're going to also see Jimmy Smith come back as Bail Organa. I think that that's gonna, that relationship is going to get cemented so that years later when Leia says, my father sent me on a mission to find you. Well, there's a reason for that. Sure, it was hinted at in Revenge of the Sith, but I think that's a returning character. I think he will leave the planet because he's going to have to leave the planet to face Darth Vader again. Darth Vader will be in this movie. <laughs> Hello, Leia. My dog Leia is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think Jimmy Spence will definitely be there, too. Um, and I think that'd be cool. And I just think it'd be kind of like ha just cool to have these characters you know, reunited. And it would be definitely really cool to see Obi-Wan go on a mission for the Rebellion. 
Uh, oh, yeah. that, that, that would just be amazing. A um, lot, of, lot of possibilities. A um, lot of possibilities because, you know, we've kind of been under the impression that Obi-Wan was chilling on Tatooine all those years, kind of laying low, watching Luke. But I don't think Obi-Wan, you know, knowing the character of Obi-Wan, I really don't think he's the kind of guy to be like, yeah, I'm just not going to do anything for 20 years or whatever. Like, I feel yeah. like he'd be like, oh, I got a hello there. I got to get back out there. You know what I mean? I, I, think, I think he will definitely be pretty active in this series. And, and I, you know, even if he doesn't leave Tatooine, he's still going to be taking care of some, of, some, uh, of some gangsters or whoever on Tatooine maybe dealing with Jabba a little bit or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. That'd be really cool to see those two, uh, you know, you know, doing whatever they're going to do out in the desert. Um, uh, and there's, there's just a lot of possibilities uh, with, with, with Obi-Wan in this time period. And I can't wait to see what they mm. do. And I trust Lucasfilm to do, uh, do something really amazing. Cause yeah. really they have, you know, everything they've done so far uh, with Disney, I feel has been fantastic. I, I think all four of the movies have been great. Um, you know, The Last Jedi is fantastic. I don't care what anybody says. The movie's fucking amazing. I uh, love Solo. It. I love it. Solo as well. Solo, you know, it's so sad that that movie did so poor, poorly at the box office because I love that movie. I think Ron Howard, given like basically sh- six months or so or however long it was right. to make this movie, I think he really knocked it out of the park with what he had. Um, so I think Kenobi is going to be really something special. Uh, and I think Lucasfilm's going to do a great job. Yep, agreed. All right, let's move on to the last topic of the day. And uh, this, we're not, we probably won't even talk about this for very long because it's just <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. So the Disney Star Wars Hotel, we've kind of known about this ever since they announced Star Wars Land in, back in 2015 or whatever that was. Um, they, they mentioned that there would be a hotel as well. And we finally got some details about it. It's the Galactic Star Cruiser. And uh, basically how it works is you... It's a two-night minimum, and I don't think you can even stay more than two nights. Uh, actually, I think it's it's kind of like you go on to the ship with the same people that you came on with. I think that's how it works. And um, and, and, and you have to stay two days, and it's $3,000 a night per person. So it's not like you can be like, all right, let's just get one room and everyone throw in however much. And like you have like eight people. No, you can't do that. It's per person. Um, so I will be reading a lot of reviews of people, but I will probably, any, at least not anytime soon, I will not be going to the Star Wars hotel, but there is some cool stuff. It's the ship that you're called, that, that you're on is called the Halcyon. I think it's H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. I'm not really hundred percent sure how they pronounce it. And it's from the planet, uh, Chandrilla, who was, oh wait, Chandrilla, who, uh, is, that's where Ben Solo was born. That was hmm. the capital of the New Republic for a little bit after the Battle of Endor. Um, so that's interesting. It's cool. It's from Uriah. Chandrilla Starline is what they call it. Hmm. Um, but <laughs> not enough to, uh, to get me to pay $3,000 or whatever the hell. It's probably more. I think it's like if you want to – I think they have a five-night thing, and it's like $7,200 for like five people. or so. It's insane. Mark, are you going to go to this? The answer is probably no. <laughs> no, no. Go yeah. home, Disney. You're drunk. This, yeah. this is ridiculous. You priced me out. I mean, and I'm not – you priced me out for years. This is um, – it's a little crazy. Yeah. Come on. I mean, that's, that's – you're talking $3,000 a person a night, a two-night minimum that you have to stay. So you call it what it is. It's $6,000 to mm-hmm. stay. Um, and they, you're pricing out a lot of us. So yeah. I don't know if this is the promotion, that they're just doing this for the time being, or if it really is that kind of – 
luxurious kind of lifestyle that only a percentage of people out there can do. We'll see what happens. I'll look at the reviews as well, but I, it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not considering it at all. There is nothing in my wallet. There is nothing <laughs> in my job description, job that I have now, that I could even save up for this thing in the next right. two years. My God. So, yeah, Disney, down a bit. Yeah, sir, that's, that's me. I'm like, Disney, I would, you know, you, I do a show about Star Wars. And so yeah. does Mark. Yeah. Like, we both, we will, we want to go very badly. Yeah. But that's just insane. Like, it's just, it's just insane. I, hopefully, maybe after, maybe that's like the price at first. And then mm -hmm. maybe over time, it'll go down a little bit. But uh, that's what yeah, I'm wondering, I, too. Maybe, maybe it's just for now. And it's yeah. a special thing. And, you know, they're going to announce it later. It's like, okay, now we're going to do it. But I know it's an immersive experience. I know there's a lot of bells and bells and whistles. But my God, if I'm paying money like that, C3PO better walk into my room and serve me drinks. Yeah, and, and it better literally, be Anthony Daniels. Yes, and it needs to be Anthony Daniels. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see yeah. what happens. I, I'm interested to see what people's experiences are. But I tell you, if, it, if it's not a great experience and somebody shells out $3,000 mm -hmm. and they're like, that wasn't worth it, well, then you got a bigger problem on your hands. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, is like, I don't, I've talked to a bunch of people about this. Not one of them have, like, it's not an option for anyone I've talked to. I don't no. know who they think is going to, I mean, they, I guess really like the, the millionaires who have their family and their kid like Star Wars, I guess, sure, they're going to go, sure. but like, how many of them are going to show up? Like, I don't understand who is going to go to this and spend that kind of money. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you're too, we're both diehard Star Wars fans. We're, we're not even considering it. We're not even saving up. We're not even trying. There's no, no way this is going to work out I, I, this, yeah. there's no way this is going to be it's going to be long term either i, I could definitely see it a young know, getting you know going down over maybe the first like six months that it's open and then maybe it'll go hopefully because i would love to go yeah. at some point in time sure unless so in the only right now the only way i'm going to go is if i win the lottery yeah. and anthony daniels Same. better be serving me some drinks and breakfast in bed exactly and r2d2 better roll in there and shift dude adam driver better walk in there as kylo ren and scare the fuck out of me and, and he's an a-lister like yeah that's how much money i'm spending but that's if i'm paying that money you better give me that a-lister that's yeah. right i'm with you and uh yeah we'll see. I, I i don't know if it'll stay i don't know if it can but yeah. uh i'm interested to see what people think about it um <laughs> yeah i'll pay for the streaming service disney that's about <laughs> it right now yeah okay? and maybe galaxy's edge at yeah. some point in time. And Galaxy's Edge, sure, when I go to yeah. Disneyland for a visit. But my yeah. God. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's insane. But um, all right, well, that wraps up the show. Uh, we talked, there was a bunch of stuff we talked about. Guys, what do you think? What do you, let me ask, ask you, everyone watching, what are you most excited for? Uh, I know, I think uh, Christian Harloff is most excited for The Mandalorian. I think I saw him tweet that. There's a bunch of people that are most, you know, you would think the obvious pick is The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, but it's not for a lot of people. So what are you most excited for? Tell me down in the comments below. Uh, really interested to hear what y'all have to say. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show, dude. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Good to be here. Uh, good to be on with all this great news to talk about. So Absolutely. thanks for having me. No problem. And where can they find you on the interwebs, man? Uh, the interwebs, well, find me on Twitter, at Riley Around. I do Rule of Two every Monday. We do that live, 5 p.m. PST, every day on Collider Live. And, uh, yeah, what else? The Riley Roundtable drops every Wednesday as well. Or, sorry, every Thursday on Collider Conversations. 
That's my main show, my main podcast, The Riley Roundtable. And if you want to get in more of that stuff, the kind of Riley Roundtable vibe, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Riley Roundtable. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And you can follow me on Twitter at Outlaw Noah, on Instagram at The Outlaw Noah. And I also do have a Patreon as well for Castle Run Radio. Links in the description if you want to go check it out and maybe support the show if you enjoy it. And uh, guys, other than that, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you later.